0: All around me are familiar faces Worn out places, worn out faces Bright and early for the day Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra,
1: the Watchful. Uh, Welcome to Follow-Up Friday. We are uh, very glad that you're here. Um,
0: Just one of those moments in life. It's 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 it, man. This is it. This is it, man. This is it. This is, uh... We already recorded the Sunday show, so... You know, just but uh, it's the last podcast. Serezha and I are going to record for the near future together. Yep, yep.
1: It's uh, it's crazy because we're also kind of like back where it all started too. You know, like it's it's just weird how we're back here, (laughs) like we're up in the fortress of solitude, listening to uh, music we used to listen to growing up, and just um, I don't know, man. You know. It's just, I don't know, guys. It's a somber day. I know it's a Friday, you know, for you guys, but uh, right now it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just tough. I know. I think about once the- this is over, Sir Matt's gonna walk out my door. He's gonna yeah mount his horse and uh, take his take his sword, his shield, and he's gonna head west, King's Road, he's the King's Road, and I don't yeah. know. You know, I don't know. I've been holding it together for a while, but now it's just like I know time has come. So. Um, so if this is
0: the last, well, it won't be the last time you guys hear my voice because we recorded the Sunday show, so you'll right. have that. But this we just re- recorded them out of order.
1: Good thing, though. We, we like, saved <laughs> saved but, our energy for the yeah, Sunday but, show.
0: Yeah, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, if this is the last time I hear you guys because I wreck on the way or I get, you know, snatched. Wow, dude. That's a real thing, you know.
1: I know, man.
0: There needs to be more awareness for that because that's you
1: crazy. Be, You've got to be careful on the king's road. You do, and, I, and, and, and in, in all seriousness, seriousness though, that is a people. public service announcement. Yeah,
0: every time on Facebook, I go on Facebook, I feel like just more and more girl, young girls getting snatched. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. This whole trafficking thing.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. And actually, around where we live, it's been a it's been a huge issue. Yeah. So so anyway, uh, but anywho, so yeah, um, I guess we should. Sorry, get I'll into
0: take it. my sword. I'll you know, yeah, you'll
1: be protected. You'll be fine.
0: No. So um,
1: and actually, you know what? It won't be long. I'm, I'm going to plan a trip out and uh, oh yeah, bring the equipment, and so we'll, we'll get back out there. Yeah, we'll do a little face to face. But um, and actually, I mean, as soon as you get out there, we're really chatting it up. Oh yeah, 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 no, but no, but it's like yeah,
0: nothing. Yeah, nothing with the podcast is going to change. This is not the. First I'm actually, time. I'm actually animated now. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. good. We this just is, wanted, to, we just wanted to do something kind of funny for the intro there. Oh man. Well, yeah, because actually earlier, though, we, 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 were, we legit yeah. were in that state. I, well, I, hurt my sh- I hurt my shoulder today. I don't know what it was. but Yeah, you were lifting it. You were lifting it pretty lifting heavy. heavy. I've, been, I've been laying around watching The Office all day, working on some theories there. Yeah. Who is the Scranton Strangler? I don't know. <laughs> okay? Just trying to figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, yeah. we're not here to talk about The Office. We're here to talk about... A Song of Ice and Fire.
1: Yes, we are. Yeah. And uh, today we've got a, um, we, we promised you last fall up Friday that we would, we would cover a couple ravens uh, from our good friend, uh, Lord Adam Parker. Woo! And uh, we've got those for you today. And we'll see. We might have a couple, uh, depending on how you know time goes, um, also, because we do got to get, Sir Matt's got to get out of here and pack, and he's got some of the things he's got to do. But uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> So we'll see how we're doing on time, but we might have a couple more uh, ravens at the end. We'll, yeah. We'll see. And
0: uh, so. speaking of Lord Adam Parker, he was the trivia winner for last week. Nice. The question was, who kills Poliver? And in the show, it's Arya. But mm-hmm. in the books, it is the Hound. Wow. So I was yeah, I was trying to think of something last week. I was like, maybe this will trick people up. Nope. Nobody got it wrong. Nobody got it. Yeah, right. everybody did a great job. Honestly.
1: Yeah, we had uh, Ty Strader was in there. We had a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So replies so. Yeah, Sir uh, Robbie of Newcastle, however, is coming back from vacation, so uh, everyone should look out. Yeah, and uh, we were joking about maybe uh, should we just post the episode at like eight p.m. Eastern time? <laughs> if jo- we could noon, yeah, just yo uh, noon, yeah, yeah. So
1: that'd be wild. Give people a fair chance. Uh, we'll see. Um, okay, so <clears throat> do we have well, when we gonna save trivia? We're gonna do it now.
0: We're gonna do it later. Yeah, we probably should go ahead and. Uh Get it out and up. do it now, yeah. Okay. So, uh trivia for this week is, what is the name of the ancestral seat of House Reed? Mm-hmm. What is the name of the ancestral seat of House Reed, or a.k.a. what is the name of their castle? Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep, let us know. Um, is that's... it more
0: of a castle, or is it a fort?
1: Yeah, I don't really, no one really knows, really. Yeah, it kind uh, of floats around. does. It does. Moves, moves around. Ravens can't find it. Mm-hmm. You know, the enemy can't find it. Yeah, it's down there uh, in the swamps. Yeah, it is. So it's actually one of the more interesting, I think, houses. And, you know, Howland Reed himself and his kids are super interesting, you know, because right. they're, you know, working with Bran and they're, they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, friends to the Starks and stuff. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Really cool. So, so. Um, okay. Uh, we ready to dive into the Raven?
0: Woo! Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs>
1: uh, so this is, we're going to do the, uh, Dragons in history first, mm-hmm. okay. So um, we let's. I'll well, we'll just dive into it here. Yeah. Uh, good morning, my good sirs. In our discussion Monday, and this was Which actually was a couple Mondays ago. Yeah, yeah. Because we saved this for a bit. Um, but this was back when we were talking about uh, dragons in the Daenerys chapter, and I, th- I think Sir Matt and I were talking about how dragons were still in a shy. You know, we were talking mm-hmm. about how like their their origin story. Right. Um, and so that's is, this is what that uh, uh, pertains to. So in the Daenerys chapter, we mentioned the theories uh, her handmaidens had on where dragons come from. I've decided to look to the earth again for some wisdom. Never forget, you know, his words are from earth wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give a brief description of A Song of Ice and Fire dragons, then discuss some theories we hear about dragons from A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, specifically... Um, you know, uh, well, with our help, okay, mm-hmm. well, um, then I will explore uh, as brief as I can dragons all over the world, uh, keying in on areas where uh, Ger has been known to draw from previously. Okay, part one, A Song of Ice and Fire. Characteristic, character, I can never say that word. Characteristics. Char- characteristics. Characteristics <laughs> of dragons. Um, okay. In a world of ice and fire, uh, dragons are, are scaled reptilian creatures. Uh, they have four limbs, two wings, which are used as four legs, uh, like bats. And um, uh, tr- is that the, is that, help try, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's a p in front of that, that that word there. A
1: dinosaur. You're not supposed to pronounce
0: the p. Pter- Pterosaurs. Yeah.
1: Pterosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, teris- yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> and two and two rear legs. He said Google them. He did. He
1: said to Google these yeah. beforehand. And we didn't. Um, it is said that dragons are um, fire made flesh. Uh, great heat comes from their uh, dragon bodies to the point that they steam during cold nights. Dragons only eat cooked meat. And use extremely hot flame, which they breathe to cook their meat before eating it. Um, yeah, and actually, we see that in the book uh, several times, don't we? Yeah. When actually, most recently in The Dance of Dragons*, mm-hmm. um, Danny is kind of uh, living off of—I think—was it goats? Yep. Right. You know, and she's and so getting some of that charred, uh, that charred meat. You know. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say that word was pterodactyls, but it's not. Of course, yeah. Lord Adam. You know, picked out one of these uh, rare. Uh, I just looked at mm-hmm. the dinosaur that, he's, that he <laughs> that he
0: threw out there for us. And yeah, still it looks can. like it looks like a, a pterosaurus. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm a I'm have I've I've seen Jurassic Park like 50 times. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I, I'm all pretty right. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're an expert.
1: <laughs> you're an expert. I was never a fan. Don't which tell is me. absurd. I know people hate me for that. It took okay. me quick
0: quick aside here. Yeah, it took me years to get Sir Ezra to watch Jurassic World. I know, and then you did, and you're like, "This is great."
1: I know, it is great, I know, I know. I wish I would have watched it more, though, in preparation for this raven. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let's see, yeah, they eat their cooked meat. Uh, dragon bone is made as strong as steel, uh, but lighter and far more flexible. All right. The lifespan of dragons is many times that of hum- of a human. And actually, uh, so what was our dragon? Well, actually bringing, he actually brings up a couple here. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Balerion, uh, the largest and oldest Targaryen dragon already... Alive when House Targaryen relocated from Valyria to Dragonstone in 128 B.C. Died of old age in 94 A.C. during the reign of King Jaehaerys Targaryen, near 200 years of age. Yeah. Yeah, so during the reign of the old king, um, uh, is, uh dies, you know, the dread, right? Yeah. we called him. Yeah, so uh, dragons are, are believed to be uh, intrinsically tied to magic, in the world since the death of the last dragon in one fifty three AC, uh, summers grew shorter and the winters colder and crueler, while magical spells became less powerful. And that's a really interesting point. It is. Um, hadn't thought of that. Yeah, in, in, in their absence what has replaced, you know, um, dragons, you right. know. Or or you know, I guess I even think too, like types of magic, you know, is it right. that all magic left or is it just is it that there's different, you know, Kind of that ice and fire magic, right? Mm-hmm. One side versus the other. Uh, traditionally, Targaryen uh, princes received a dragon's egg in their cradle, allowing them to bond with the dragon as soon as the eggs hatched. Unhatched eggs can become um, can become fossilized at an old age, uh, as as we see those uh, those kind of those petrified eggs right. that uh, that Danny has at the start of the series um, could have been some of those eggs that were. Once in a Targaryen prince's,
0: um, you know, crib, but but they never hatched. Yeah. So. All right. You want me to take this part? Sure. Yeah. Dragon riders. Dragons are intelligent creatures who can be trained to serve as battle mounts uh, and understand vocal commands. They are said to be unpredictable in nature uh, and have to be trained to keep them from laying waste to everything around them. However, dragons will not simply allow anyone to mount them. In Valyria, the nobleborn dragon-riding families, the dragon lord families, frequently married brother to sister to keep the bloodline pure, and it is generally believed that the Valyrian heritage plays a part. During the civil war, known as the Dance of the Dragons, Prince uh, Jacaerys Valerian called upon Targaryen bastards and their descendants, the so-called dragon seeds, to try and mount the, a dragon... Regardless, men without Valyrian descent made their attempt as well, (laughs) nor is the possession of Valyrian blood, no matter how uh, directly, a guarantee that bonding with a dragon will be Mm -hmm. successful.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Once a dragon has bonded with a rider, that dragon will not allow anyone else to mount it while the rider lives, no matter how familiar said person might be to the dragon. Although they are willing to accept another person upon their backs when their own rider has mounted as well. When a the rider of a dragon dies, that dragon can bond with a new rider. No rider has ever ridden a different dragon while his or her dragon was currently alive. Yeah, we see that. Mm, okay, we see that when you have another person on the dragon with um, when Visenya goes to conquer uh, the eerie. Er- the yep. Okay. Right, and then the young the young. Prince yeah. comes out, and then the 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 queen of the area at the time, because they were all kings and queens. Yeah, Royce Aaron or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is like hiding in the castle, and then she comes. Right. Well, she like comes out when Visenya lands, right? And then she sees that her son is like, oh, I want to ride for the dragon, so she takes him, right? On, yeah. right she takes him on, on a gotcha. ride. Yeah, so yeah. Huh. Um, the dragon and its rider form a bond. A dragon might be able to sense when its current rider uh, is in distress or has died. This is implied in the case of. The dragon Dreamfire, who despite being locked and chained in the dragon pit, is said to have sensed when his rider, Helena Targaryen, committed suicide in Magor's Holdfast at the other side of the city. Additionally, when the dragon Drogon was hit by a spear, the dragon and its rider Daenerys Targaryen were said to have screamed as one. Sub-theory, Daenerys, Tyrion, Jon, and Bran are all the new dragon riders.
1: Wow.
0: Huh? Yeah, I mean d- d- uh, Daenerys
1: for sure. Tyrion, we see that um, in the in the in the show. In the we show, see that right. moment, right? You know, Jon, John has a moment, has yeah. a moment for sure. Can see that happening. Uh, now Bran though, well, I you th- said this, in yeah, the and I've seen that little, he the, just
0: he, might he might warg He might warg you know warg into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, which would be interesting. Yeah,
1: that would be very interesting. All right, um, r- well, r- real quick here, just with the the whole writer situation, um, it's interesting that like the. Does, oh gosh, what's his name? Yeah, during the Dance of Dragons, like they, um, Lord Adam mentioned that they kind of opened it up to different people and right. they're in their blood and those different bloodlines and what have you. Is it, uh, it's not even, it's so, first you have to have like the blood, right? You have to have that, that, yeah. that bloodline, right? Um, and then how is, like, how does one approach and form that bond, though? You know what I mean? Like, right. are there, like, well, like, it says like, a
0: bunch of people try, right? And, <laughs> and they, when and they, they yeah. get, you know, yeah, they get eaten and burned right. and Charred, all yeah. sorts of stuff.
1: Yeah, so it's like you got to have a lot of nerve to mm-hmm. to make that bond, don't you? Mm-hmm. And almost
0: you would think be kind of assertive or have a. And every dragon's different too. Every dragon's totally different. There's right. the one um, in the Dance of the Dragons that they, they call the cannibal, right? And it's like it's oh, yeah. even snapped at other dragons and, right, and right. stuff like that. And so. Um, they say some of the more mature ones or, like, you try to get them when they're young mm-hmm. and, yeah. stuff, and stuff like that, yeah, so.
1: Yeah, it's just It's, it's a complex uh, process, I think, mm-hmm. and so, one that we don't have a whole lot on, but nice right. to think about.
0: Yeah, um, common thrones myths about dragons. Uh, Doria said to Khaleesi, the moon was an egg. Once there were two moons in the sky, but one wandered too close to the sky, um, but one want Uh, and one wandered too close to the sun and cracked from the heat. A thousand thousand dragons poured forth and drank from the fire of the sun. This is why dragons breathe flame. One day, the other moon will kiss the sun too, and it will crack and the dragons will return. Uh, We know this to be a traitor's tale and not true. (laughs) (laughs) When the red comet was seen throughout the realm, everyone was curious as to what it meant. Old Nan, who could be the only character to not lie, spoke. Dragons, she said, lifting her head and sniffing. She was near blind and could see not the comet, yet she claimed she could smell it. It be dragons, boy, she insisted. At Dragonstone, the red priestess Melisandre tells uh, Selyse Selyse Florent the the comet is dragon's breath. In King's Landing, the small folk city call it uh, King Joffrey's Comet, and servants refer to it as the dragon's tail. We are not sure as to why the comet occurred. It could be a coincidence, but we know dragons recently hatched when the comet was seen, and many individuals correlate the comet with dragons.
1: Huh, that's interesting. So yeah, I mean, first of all, Lord Adam, uh, spot on with, with pointing out that Old Nan is the only one we can really trust. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when we're uh, trying to decipher the meaning uh, behind the comet. Right, because
0: I don't think she ever tells a lie, but I do think she kind of doesn't know what she's saying sometimes.
1: Uh, well, I came here for a Brandon.
0: But I yeah. can't really remember which Brandon.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, but she's you know. Or maybe she does know, and she's just maybe she's just, just playing yeah. everyone like a fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, she she's well, she smells the comment too, mm-hmm. right? You know, very interesting. But there's um, and and the comment plays into all the different prophecies and stuff, you know, and it's sort of this, you know, sign that uh, that these things, you know, it's a sign that kind of uh, these prophecies have said would come, and then it kind of. Gives a lot of uh, credence to uh, to them, and then to the idea that dragons and magic are coming back into right. the world, and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Uh, and Melisandre, you know, saying that, um, also saying that it's dragons' breath. Mm-hmm. You know, making that uh, connection as well the whole bit with the eggs you know that are the moon and the sun and right and that whole bit seems a little bit um i don't know i like that one i mean i know you like because that's just right one that's forth. never
0: really touched on like, right it was never really touched on ever again so but i don't know yeah he talks about it early on in the books so, you well
1: know, you know yeah. people used to believe the world was flat all yeah, right well it so. is well i mean all right all right
0: i mean prove me
1: wrong <laughs> Look at the horizon. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so, um, okay, on to part two: dragons around the world. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right. Every culture has some sort of depiction of a dragon. A dragon is a large serpent-like legendary creature that appears in the folk in folklore of many cultures around the world. Um, you know, beliefs about dragons vary drastically by region. Uh, the earliest attested uh, dragons resembled giant snakes. Dragon-like creatures are first described in the mythologies of the ancients of the ancient uh, Near East and appear in ancient Meso- uh, Mesopotamia. art and literature. Stories about storm gods slaying giant serpents occurred throughout early um, and all uh, Indo-European and Near Eastern mythologies. okay? Um, and then Lord Adam goes on to mention a couple of different oh, famous, basically famous tellings of uh, dragons in some of our um, ancient texts, mm-hmm. right? So we have, well, I mean, some of these are unreadable un- un- for me. The, um, uh, mush- the only one I know is
0: Beowulf. <laughs> the Mushishu of ancient Mesopotamia, Apep in Egyptian mythology, Virtra in the uh, Rig Veda. The leviathan in the Hebrew Bible, Python, Ladon, Wavern, and the uh, Linian Hydra in Greek mythology. Okay, wow, Jorm, Jormungandr, that's a t- and th- N- Neo and uh, Fafnir in Norse mythology. I tell you sh- right now, I'm sure Regine, Regine is Regine laughing. At some her, of our other, yeah. some of our other people from th- from that region, are like, what are you guys <laughs> talking? Hey, about? you know what?
1: I'd love to hear. Is I'd love to hear them pronounce some of this in their own actual language. Yeah, send us a clip of that Regine, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. dragon
0: from Beowulf, the dragon who was slain by Saint George.
1: Yeah, and yeah, so they're all over the place, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, dragons. My question is, when is our red comet coming? Mm-hmm. You know, when are dragons going to return, Sir Matt? Oh, you know? I think. I, well, because they're real. I, well, basically, they're real. Well, on
0: my, I am a dragon based upon my uh, Chinese birth year. So, right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Good point. Um.
0: So me, I was the dragon
1: reborn. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. It would. It would be neat to. Um. I don't know. I. I've. I've. Uh, like. Like the Chinese have a lot of different. Uh. Mm-hmm. You know beliefs on the dragon and and what have you and there's just so much in text that it makes me kind of wonder like what was it is it a real you know like why do we have you know what i'm saying yeah like it's scattered throughout all of our ancient literature and stuff so i don't know um very interesting well
0: um i believe it i mean um i i'm not super familiar with uh chinese history but i know obviously they have a lot of References to dragons and uh, things of that nature. I know Journey to the West, which is like a very big um, Classical kind of novel about Chinese kind of history Which is actually what Dragon Ball Z is actually like draws. I mean tons of things draw inspiration from that. hmm So I don't know.
1: Yeah uh, Okay, let me get back here to Uh, The Raven, I was was opening up a couple of different tabs here Mm -hmm. because I want to pull up some stuff on on dragons.
0: The uh, popular Western image of a dragon as winged, four-legged, and capable of breathing fire is an invention of the high Middle Ages based on a uh, conflation of earlier dragons from different traditions. In Western culture, dragons are portrayed as monsters to be tamed or overcome, usually by saints or uh, cultural heroes, as the popular legend of St. George and the Dragon. They are often said to have uh, ravenous, appet- or ravenous appetites and to live in caves where they hoard treasure. The word dragon has also come to be applied to the Chinese uh, lung. Pian long. Um, yeah. I mean, he even has kanji there, uh, which are associated with good fortune and are thought to have power over rain. Dragons and their associations with rain are the source of the Chinese custom of dragon dancings and dragon boat racing. Uh, Many East Asian deities and demigods have dragons as their personal mounts or companions. Dragons were also identified with the Emperor of China, who during later Chinese imperial history was the only one permitted to have dragons on his house, clothing, or personal articles.
1: Hmm. Right. So something that's, you know, held in
0: high high
1: regard and and reserved for, you know, um, yeah, those in power, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, oh, All right. Let's see here. Uh, part three, thrones uh, in real history. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we got some more connections here uh, between the two, between the Song of Ice and Fire and maybe what, you know, Gur is, is uh, drawing on. Apart from dragons themselves to family houses using a dragon to symbolize their house, um, we look no further, th- further than the Targaryen's story. Sorry. Look, look no further than uh, Targaryen's. Uh, And he says, sorry, sorry, Wales. Uh, (laughs) The Welsh flag is a red dragon. The oldest recorded use of the dragon to symbolize Wales is uh, a book written around AD um, or 829 AD. uh, But it is popularly supposed to have been uh, the battle standard of King Arthur. I was about to to say that. And other ancient uh, Celtic leaders. And I will say right here
0: on the record. Okay, that King Arthur is not just some myth. Okay, it's historical fact. We just haven't uncovered it yet. Okay, okay. yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on saying. that.
1: I'm with you on that. Uh, so, okay, so it's uh, it's uh, the battle standard of, of of King Arthur and other ancient uh, Celtic leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, its association with these uh, leaders, along with other evidence from archaeology, literature, and documentary uh, history, led many to suppose that it evolved from an earlier um, Roman British national symbol. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, during the reign of the Tudor uh, monarchs, the red dragon was used as a supporter in the English crown's coat of arms. Mm-hmm. All right, one of two supporters, along with the traditional English lion. The red dragon is often seen as symbolizing all things Welsh, uh, and is used by many public and private institutions. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So this, is all, this is all stuff I don't really, you know, um, I knew that there was a lot of lore and there was a lot of different, um, you know, uses of it in, um, you know, that Celtic uh, culture, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't really, you know, know much about as to, you know, the, the specifics, I guess. Right. Okay. Girl loves uh, 15th and 16th century Europe. Uh, we can see many inspirations from Elizabeth of York, aka the Rose, War of the Roses, uh, Lancaster family, etc., and her marriage to Henry, uh, the Seventh, A.K.A. the Dragon. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, Gur inspiration, uh, Ger inspired uh, battle is the battle of the White and the Red Dragon in Welsh legend. The White Dragon was one of two warring dragons who represented the ongoing war between the English and the Welsh. The White Dragon represented England as opposed to the Red Dragon of Wales. Uh, Where did the myth of the dragon come from in the first place? Scholars say that belief in dragons probably evolved independently in both Europe and China and perhaps in the Americas and Australia as well. How could this happen? Question. Many have speculated about which real-life animals inspired the first legends. Here's a rundown of the likeliest suspects. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we go through. um, he's, He's listed off several here. I mean, what inspired the dragon? As Sir Matt just said, he, a dragon. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> just kidding. But Yeah, we'll
0: go, we'll go ahead here and read uh, through, through some of these. You have dinosaurs. Uh, ancient people may have discovered dinosaur fossils and understandably misinterpreted them as the remains of dragons. Chang Ku, uh, a Chinese historian from the 4th century BC, mislabeled such a fossil in what is now uh, Sichuan province... Uh, Take a look at the fossilized Stegosaurus, for example, and you might see why. These giant giant beasts averaged 30 feet in length and were typically 14 feet tall and were covered in armor plates and and spikes for defense. The Nile crocodile. Um, Native to uh, sub-Saharan Africa, Nile crocodiles may have had a more extensive range in uh, ancient times perhaps inspiring European dragon legends by swimming across the Mediterranean to Italy or to Greece. They are among the largest of all crocodile species uh, with mature individuals reaching up to 18 feet in length. And unlike most others, they are capable of a movement called the high walk uh, in which the trunk is elevated off the ground and a, uh, and a, a giant lumbering croc might be easily to mistake for a dragon. Huh? Let me, I'll say this real quick there's a few things I don't mess with, it's allida- alligators or crocodiles. Right, yeah. I don't I want anything to do with them. I know, I don't even I like know. going to Florida. No, no. I have family there. No, me neither. I mean, no. if you're from Florida, it's a beautiful place. Right. But uh, I, right. Could, I couldn't live there just well, simply because of the bugs and right. the crocodiles. It's, I know it's a, one thing. they have alligators there. But. Well, it's important, to be, it's important to know the difference. Sir yeah. Matt.
1: So, you know, yeah. Sir Matt taught me a long time ago how to tell the difference. How to tell to the it. difference.
0: Yeah, one you'll see later and one you'll see in a while, okay? Right. And I don't want to see any of them anytime soon. Right. So, me <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so yeah, I could not imagine a one that. way. If I saw one walking off the ground, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be freaking out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I no, mean, I can see that. I can definitely well, see how you would see that if you if it's not something you had, you know had seen or you see one walking because mm-hmm. I imagine it's going to be a pretty frightening thing anyway. Right, yeah. You know, I mean... Well, in the it's, ancient... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like how some people see, you know, a, maybe like a uh, big bear, you know, standing up on its its hind legs, and suddenly they think it's Sasquatch. Right, yep. I mean, it probably is Sasquatch.
1: Right, but... But, but
0: yeah. That's, you know...
1: Well, you know, I mean, those... Like, the dinosaurs seems to be one of the most uh, convincing. For sure. To me, just, just the fact that it's, like, yeah, finding those fossils... Mm-hmm. And looking at how big those are compared to us, it's just like whoa. Yeah. Something like that used to walk around here. Well, like,
0: and the other thing is we are uncovering new species. and we, we still have a few more to get to, but we're always uncovering new species and new fossils and new things. Like, hey, we just uncovered this as we Yeah dig right. in archaeology. I mean we have no idea.
1: No, we have no no. Uh uh-uh. not a. and how do I I you know? this ter- I mean,
0: even look even look at what we think about dinosaurs now compared uh-huh. to like, you know, fifty years ago. Now we're like, Well, they were probably actually feathered.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. So,
0: so all right. Uh, continuing on here, the uh, goanna. Australia is home to a, a number of species of monitor lizards, also referred to as goannas. The large predatory animal have razor sharp teeth and claws, and they are important figures in traditional. Uh, Boreganal. Uh, yeah, folklore. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We're, by the way, we're butchering tons of things this episode, so...
1: Oh, aboriginal.
0: Aboriginal. Sorry. Okay. I was really along with you, sorry. Aboriginal. That's okay. Uh, recent studies even indicate that guanas may produce venom that cause bite victims, uh, wounds to develop infections after an attack, at least in Australia. These creatures may be responsible for the dragon myth. Whales. Others argue... Others... Capital O. No, am just saying. <laughs> Others argue that the discovery of megafauna, such as whales, prompted stories of dragons. Ancient humans encountering whale bones would have no way of knowing what these animals were, sea-based. Uh, and the idea of such gargantuan creatures might well have led people to assume that whales were predatory. Because uh, live whales spend up to 90% of their time underwater, they are poorly understood for most of human history. Hmm. Huh. And then here he even has the human brain. The most fascinating explanation involves uh, an unexpected animal, the human. In, this, in, this, uh, in his book, An Instinct for Dragons, anthropologist David E. Jones argues that belief in dragons is so widespread among ancient cultures because evolution embedded an innate fear of predators in the human's mind, just as monkeys have been shown to exhibit a fear of snakes and large cats. Jones hypothesizes that the trait of fearing large predators such as pythons, birds of prey, and elephants have uh, been selected for in hominids. In more recent times, he argues that universal fears have been frequently combined in folklore and created the myth of the dragon.
1: Huh. Well, you know, think about, like, if we want to create something in our minds that is, you know, um, that we wouldn't know how to either handle or, or deal with, or, like, like, if you're creating a, a scary story... Yeah. You know, yeah, the human mind can
0: we we, we create all sorts of sci-fi crazy Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. You know, um, I mean, I don't, however, need sci-fi horror movies to tell me to stay away from snakes. No,
1: no. I, I mean, will say this:
0: I watched this video on Facebook the other day of uh, they some guy had to save an alligator in Florida uh, because this because this like twelve foot python had like wrapped itself around it. It's like I don't want to be dude, near either of them.
1: Why are they saving? I, I don't know, man.
0: I mean, I get, I mean... People but some are gonna... of the... But there are the, the, like, anacondas and stuff like that, the snakes that are so large. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I like... I mean, if you do look at a lot of, you know, pictures of what we assume dinosaurs look like, I mean, that, to me, I think, of all of them, is probably the easiest one to, like, draw inspiration of what a dragon may have looked like. hmm I don't know why, though, maybe they... And even back then... May have initially thought that it was more of a like what we think of today as like a reptilian-based creature. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's always been the case. Yeah, with dragons, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Like the, the crazy- and also
0: where the idea that they breathe fire. Maybe that's just some sort of like mythical kind of a thing.
1: Yeah, I wonder if all if all the legends actually all said that they br- that they breathed fire. You know. Yeah. I didn't. I, I wonder if like if they're if those, you know, um, ideas just are developing. Fire is
0: kind of can always this kind of somewhat scary thing. And yeah, it's but it's just be, been combined to things over time. Wouldn't it
1: be interesting if, like, in different time periods and in different places around the world, people, you know, like the dragon keeps re-emerging and it, can, it, ha- it, it looks the same, it's described the same, and it's breathing fire in all those mm-hmm. different, you know, scenarios. It's sort of like... Did they just hear about it from the other culture, and so they thought, "Oh, this—that's a scary monster. We want to kind of duplicate in our own." Right. Um, or is that, you know, is there something yeah, else? I don't to know. It? So, wow, we're starting to sound like, uh,
0: you know, uh, what's well, I want to say, ancient ancient theorists. I know. But-, but though, you know, it, it, when you look at the when you when you look though at some of the different depictions of dragons, and Lord Adam Parker mentions this, like when you think of what. When you think of how dragons are kind of depicted in Chinese culture, they are more snake-like, right? Like they're much—they're usually like these much longer dragons, and they usually have like short feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're—they're always always in—at least it seems like in the Chinese way of telling it, these much—they're really long creatures, not like it it is in, you know, European history where they're kind of more like tank. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like they're there's just a difference in the way they way they're portrayed. Sure.
1: Yeah. yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought I would pull up some interesting just stuff here from um, the wiki and just various stuff about about dragons. Uh, one thing that's interesting is the different houses whose sigil depicts a dragon. Oh, yeah. Right, so House Blackfire, you know, and House Targaryen, those are pretty. Oh, you're talking from the, from the yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking from from a song back to, back to A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, um, just thought it would be kind of neat to go over who those were. Uh, Blackfire, Targaryen, um, House Tolan, which actually I believe is the one, isn't it the one where they're from Dorne and like they changed their sigil because uh, it was a it was a dragon chasing its own tail. Mm, okay. Um, because you know they they kind of like. Uh, Oh, gosh. Here, let me just click on it real quick. Um, yeah, pull it up. Is like an Ouroboros? Uh, let's see. I'll show it to you real quick here. Yeah, so it's... Um, so house, house Talon of Ghost okay, Hill yeah, kind of. is a Dornish noble house sworn to Sunspear and one of Martell's principal bannermen. Um, it is also the seat of Ghost Hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see the history here. So during um, Aegon's conquest and the First Dornish War... Uh, it was uh, Lord Tolan had sent out... Yeah, it was, it was that champion, right? Who was mm-hmm. not really a champion. Um, so he sends out this champion basically to buy time. You know, kind of a uh, Last Jedi Luke Skywalker reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Aegon slew the man. He learned uh, that the man was Tolan's mad fool. and uh, Or Tolan. Or Tolan. 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 Himself had escaped. In later days, um, they actually renamed... Or I'm sorry, they, they took a new banner... Uh, showing a dragon biting its own tail with the color green and gold in memory of the motley um, fool, their brave fool, mm-hmm. that kind of you know bought them time and helped them to escape. So that's one of the other houses. Um, and so I knew about that one, but let me go back here because there's another one I didn't know about. Um, House Vance, House Vance, I thought was kind of interesting, and it's 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 sort of split into a couple of different houses here. But in the it's uh, House Vance of the Riverlands. Um, and there's another house. It's, it's split into two. It's a uh, house Vance of wayfarers rest and house fans of, um, Atranta, mm-hmm. I think. So anyways, uh, but both of them have, you know, like a green dragon, uh, on their coat of arms, a green dragon on a white field with a white tower, um, on a black field. Mm-hmm. All right. So don't know much about them actually though. Uh, the, the Vance's support, uh, Rob Stark, um, King of the Trident during the War of the Five Kings, yeah. Um, let's see. They actually have this guy. Let's see. One of them. Yeah. One of them. One of the Vance's is a companion to Edmure. So like a really small, you know, um, house and a small mention in the series. But I thought it was interesting. And the house is split into two, which right. we can look at later as to why. Um, so there's that. And then um, let's see. One more here. Another house from Game of Thrones, Willem. House Willem? Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. And they've got like a skeletal dragon, actually. It's almost like a. Yeah, so you see that? It's got a skeletal dragon with three swords. Uh, So that's their coat of arms. Uh, It's a noble house from the Reach. uh, And according to semi canon sources, uh, their shield, um, they have a shield with three. Uh, three silver long swords crossed on a black on black beneath a bone. I'm sorry, a dragon bone skeleton on a uh, white uh, field. There. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't know much about them either. It looks like they they were also mentioned. House Willem declared for Renly Baratheon in the War of the Five Kings, and this is a short little mention there. But just thought it was kind of cool, kind of interesting as to who would have. A dragon on their, um, you know, as a part of their sigil. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Anything else there, Sir Matt?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking of kind of a history of dragons here on Wikipedia. Um, yeah, it is just really interesting. I mean, you know, you just look at it. I think to me, it does. Maybe it is. It, it's. It's. They kind of depict from this all of these different kind of histories. You know, blending and stuff over time. Um, just here on Wikipedia, you know they're talking about, you know, snakes, probably like snakes, dinosaur bones and crocodiles seems to be like the three biggest things that, um, kind of, you know, people pull from in, in describing these, these inspirations, you know, for the. For for the myths of it, which yeah. is just really interesting, and yeah, throughout uh, history, Lord and Parker has actually kind of provided us here with just a lot of different. Um, and I'm not gonna read all of these, but just kind of skip over here. Um, he, he he brings up um, tons of just uh, just a list of many historical dragons. Um, the Chinese dragon um, is a creature in Chinese mythology that also appears in Asian cultures. It is. It is different, like I was saying earlier. It's depicted as a long snake-like creature with four legs. Um, And he says, you know, it it may also sometimes have, like, fish things, or sometimes it has, like, horns of, like, a stag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Indian uh, dragons, you've got – it's another – in India. So, again, he says it's a more, like, -like, serpent-like thing. Um, Maybe sometimes hooded like a cobra. So it's it's just interesting that these, the um, you know Asian dragon history is it is more like snake based, which yeah. I just uh, you know find find of interest here. Um, you know uh, Muslim one. So now we're talking more Middle East again. A giant serpent like python. Um, Indian one again. Kind of more python like. Uh, it's all just—it's just interesting. Just yeah. all, it's all—it's all just kind of interesting. What it all do they
1: all have wings on that list? I mean, he has a—he sent us a huge list. You know, he do did. They all basically Yeah, have... a lot
0: of a lot of them a lot of them do here. Uh, Korean, says a hornless ocean dragon, sea snar- sea serpent, great lizard. Wow. I'm just kind of skipping through here. European. So now when we get down to European, it is different that the that the European ones are more. They all have this is where they all get more to have wings like a lot of the the Chinese ones don't seem to have as, as wings as much
1: or or, or very big or at wings. all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Whereas whereas the European ones tend to focus a lot more on them having wings. Massive. Wi- yeah. Massive wings. That's kind of the bigger the bigger things here. Um, and then gotcha. when you get into some of these the Welsh Welsh a Red Dragon. He's talking about that. Well uh, defeating the Iron Dragon or the White Dragon. Um, yeah. Anyway, so just kind of sifting through all this, uh, we'll have to ask him. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's fine with, it with us. Maybe just posting this. Yeah. Because it's an enormous document. Yeah. Actually, I first. I, mean, I once, once again, I said, as always, Lord Adam Parker overwhelms us here with these. These. I mean, they're amazing. I mean, they're little. Amaz- the amount it's of twelve re- page. The amount of re- yeah, 12 12 page the, document. Yeah. The amount of research he, he puts in and um. From the Earth like Wisdom. That. Yeah.
1: From the Earth.
0: And yeah, I mean, wisdom. when you when you go out through history and you look at. Uh, you know, a lot of these different rulers, a lot of them do pick dragons as kind of like their symbol or, you know, sigil. And it's all over the world, even a lot in China, even Europe. Um, to me, the first thing I think of is actually like Eastern Europe. Uh, if you go back to like around the 1400s, that's right. what I, the first guy that comes to my mind is Vlad Dracul, Vlad the Impaler. You know, his his dad was in the um, Order of the Dragon, which is actually this kind of like chivalrous knighthood. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. And and that's like, pretty cool. Yeah. And they were like there's like I think it's originally started um and they were like they're like, you know, nobility and I thought they had something to do with the Pope. Like they were kind of like this like Of course they would. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a military order of crusaders. Um and it's like it's actually so it's actually not like a their dra- their symbol's not a dragon symbol, it's like a cross. Um, but it's got it's red and it's got like yellow kind of like gotcha. wings uh, wings on it and stuff like that and that's just super cool. I love uh, Vlad Dracula. He's one of the coolest leaders in uh, in history over there. And uh, that's you know the whole that's how the Dracula yeah oh legend yeah legend yeah gets started and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, okay, just real quickly to dive back into some of the uh, Song of Ice and Fire yeah 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 uh, histories here. So if you guys want something just something fun, a nice quick little uh here just go to a song of ice and fire wiki uh, or westros.org and type in dragons mm-hmm. and basically like they've got known dragon eggs which is really cool they've got all the dragon eggs that are known uh, and so recently i thought just some of these you know uh, one that we come across in the duncan egg series is uh, lord ambrose butterwell's egg which is red with gold flecks and black whorls on it its whereabouts are unknown mm-hmm. uh, after what happened there with... Uh, was that Mystery Night? hmm Is that Mystery Night? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dunk gets to see that egg. Um, also mentions the seven eggs that were used by King Aegon V in his ceremony that caused the tragedy at Summerhall. Um, some of these may have been the unhatched eggs mentioned above. Uh, they also... Uh, their whereabouts, their whereabouts are, are unknown, possibly destroyed by fire. Possibly, I'll even add in here to the wiki... Um, actually hatched, mm-hmm. you know, and taken off. Uh, Euron uh, Greyjoy actually says that he had a dragon's a- uh, egg and he, he gave it to the sea. He threw it into the sea um, mm-hmm. so that it could be sort of like a sea dragon. Um, and then you've got, uh, yeah, just a bunch of different mentions here. It actually goes back. There's probably like close to 30 some entries in here. And it talks about whether the egg hatched. Um, and if not, then where where is it currently located? Uh, or is it unknown as to where its origins are? Also has a list of dragons here that is super cool. Uh, you can go through and you can look up like you know, uh, Sea Smoke was a famous dragon that uh, Lenore Valerion and Adam Valerion, who mm-hmm. was one of those you mentioned earlier, and actually Lord Adam mentioned as well, one of those who was like a like bastard born, um, you know, comes back in and becomes a, a dragon, um, dragon rider, uh, sheep stealer, who Nettles ends up getting. You know, it's another one of those characters, but there's just it's got all of them. It's got them all listed in here, and so really nice to look and see who the multiple dragon riders were, uh, and so on. So, like Vagar, super important, you know, and you can see kind of who claimed uh, Vagar through throughout yeah. her life. So,
0: so yeah, again, it's all super interesting um, to see where all of this history and stuff comes from because we do know Gur loves to draw from all of this, all of this stuff. I mean, you can look. I mean, obviously, Westeros is totally like the united kingdom and then, you know i mean it's just totally yeah. d- derived from that and essos is totally seems much more when you get to the free cities it seems much more like kind of spain croatia yeah you know and stuff like that and then it's just sure. where he so he's clearly drawing from a lot of the histories to kind of use to to for different regions and things like that
1: gotcha 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 um yeah so i don't know t- th- this is interesting i mean to me like like, I I, th- I think this stuff is cool, and it's mm-hmm. really neat to kind of think about and stuff. And I'm not, you know, putting any of this stuff down or whatever. But this is definitely a Sir like, I can tell you like it. And I oh, yeah, always yeah, really, yeah, 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 re- Really, we're super into this, you know, um, type of thing, connecting it to the histories. What's weird is that I actually really like when I read a story, one of my favorite things um, – about what Gur is doing, is that he is building the history, is that he is world building, and we are getting more and more, you know, to what happened in this ancient lore, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, in either, either when it's in a game or a book or what have you, I just think that's the coolest part, is to Mm -hmm. go back and really dig in, so I understand, I guess, why, you know, you feel that way, and others feel that way about our own history, you know, Um, so yeah, to me, it's like certain, certain parts of it are are super cool, but, but uh, I don't know, yeah. It's it, it's just neat. It's it's yeah. not something I'm real strong in. Not an area that I really know a whole lot about. So I always like to hear other people kind of talk about it, and uh, I like to read this type of stuff. I I don't know that I'm real good at commentating on it, but it's it's definitely no yeah for definitely sure. neat. Yeah. If you have more of it, I mean, you know, we I would love to see more of that kind of stuff in the group because it definitely you know uh, adds to my knowledge. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, for
0: sure. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, we have another one. This one is not as long. Um, this is kind of a Norse connection. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd actually this was one actually the first Ravens we ever got. Um, is uh, and he there was he like kind of touched on it and so um, I'm, as I'm looking over this I'm like oh yeah we kind of we kind of looked at this before but we uh, so this is I think he's like just f- flushed it out here, um, and so in Norse. You know, mythology, if the letter R comes after a vowel, you pronounce it um, kind of like tear, right? Um, or like Thor. Um, you know, but if it comes after a consonant, it's silent. So like Heimdall. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like Heimdall, <laughs> right? And you it, know, it's spelled like H-E-I-M-D-A-L-L-R. Right.
1: You know, it's funny. uh Lord Adam Parker, you sent us that little special note because you know that uh, Sir Ezra struggles with his uh, pronunciation. Oh God, I do. But too, yeah. uh, you, you sent that, and I still tried to read through this list with that guideline. And I was like, Oh
0: Lord, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, here we go. There's some connections to possible some characters uh, and stuff like that. So it's, just, it's always just interesting. So uh, Aries Targaryen, um, kind of similar to Odin, you know, the Mad God slash King Robert Baratheon as Thor storm god who wields a hammer. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lannister, uh, is tier, um a uh, heroic guy who loses his hand to a wolf. That's not, you know, one I'm super familiar with. Oh, uh,
1: wow. Though, I mean, that's
0: Yeah.
1: cool. not that he does lose his hand to a wolf, but just the connection of, you know, loses his hand and we have, you know, yeah. dire wolves in the story. Yeah, for
0: sure. Well, he does, I mean, theoretically he loses his hand because he's because captured. Of, yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but it's just like uh, it's not a wolf who actually cuts his hand off yeah yeah um jamie lannister as uh, sigurd, a sigurd a blonde hair blue eyed prince charming uh oh wait that's like two connections oh okay, okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah a Blonde hair blue eyes prince charming type of a guy aka the dragon slayer <laughs> um nice walter Frey as a uh, a uh, creepy old man who likes sex and has many children samuel tarley as a uh, heimdall the smart one, yeah, Cersei Lannister as uh, Frigg, jealous of how pretty how pretty Freya is, goes crazy after her son Balder is killed. Uh, Marjorie Ty- Tyrell as Freya, the hot pretty girl who is loved by everyone. Okay. Yeah, um, Sansa Stark as uh, Ilden, associated with apples. Plus, Sansa is a type of uh, is a type of apple. So there's that. Plus, Ilden marries her father slash brother's killer, and is taken to the mountains by some bird. Huh. Brand of Tarth as Brynhildr, Brindle? Yeah. I don't know. Shield Maiden, who supports the wrong Brindle. king. Theon Grajor as, as uh, Njordr <laughs> and J-O-R-D are where people are like, where, what are these guys saying? <laughs> Can Sorry. I please have Regine read this list? Yeah. Of uh, oh gosh. Hostage of the gods that won a civil war. Jojen Reed as... Vassar, yeah. Gave it, okay, uh, yeah, sir. I, he even gave us how to pronounce this, and I—I I told you, I and, told um, you. Uh, has an answer for every question. His blood gets eaten when mixed with mead. Joffrey Baratheon um, as Balder, Frigid's son who dies. Tom and Baratheon as uh, Vidur, the young or silent god. Mance Radar as Egther, a harpist who watches over giants. Bloodraven as Loki. Trickster causes Ragnarok, which is like their kind of uh, Armageddon. Bran Stark as Faranir. uh Big Wolf, who chomps off Tyr's hand, Loki's child. Uh, so that's definitely interesting. Daenerys Targaryen as uh, Jormander. Or Jormangan. I don't know. The dragon that wraps around <laughs> the world. Melisander as uh, Hell, which literally is Hell. Jon Snow as uh, Sutir. Leads group into battle, kills Freyr. Uh, wields a flaming sword, Uh, Sutir, which means black, Arya Stark as Skull and Hati, so kind of two things here, two wolves, one who mocks and one who hates, Tyrion Lannister as uh, Fafnir, a dwarf son of the richest man, kills his father. Holy. Yeah, so uh, clearly he is drawing uh, a lot here, or just... You would have to say he is. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, 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 way right. too, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick and Stark as uh, Garmir. A dog slash wolf doesn't get enough story time. Victorian Grager as um, Hiram, a captain of a ship. Hodor as, Hodor as Hodor likes to hold the door. Just kidding. He dies. Um, and Ragnarok. <laughs> All right, so what is Ragnarok? It quite literally means the song of ice and fire. But what is a song? Is a song a battle? Do musical notes fight one another for dominance? With no care or concern for the overall sound. No, that is discord. A song is harmony notes working together in unison. And that is Ragnarok. The forces of ice and fire uniting as one to attack the words of gods and men. Um, And that is key to understanding what is really going on in George R. R. Martin's epic fantasy series, A Song of Ice and Fire. Ice and Fire may seem like opposites, but they also are partners and very similar. A frostbite has the same effect on your skin as fire, as fire burn does. The battle is not dragons versus White Walkers, fire versus ice, but it is dragons and White Walkers versus mankind. Fire and ice versus people. Prior to Ragnarok, the world is plagued by civil war, rampant immortality, or immorality, excuse me, uh, particide, fratricide, and disease. A long winter that engulfs the world, known as Fimble Try that one as. Uh,
1: Fimbulvet. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, I think i actually gonna be right. Fim, Fimbulvet. Yeah, because Fim- you dropped the R. Fimbulvet.
0: Okay. Uh, three simultaneous winters without end. Winter is coming. Before the ensuing apocalypse erupts at Ragnarok, uh, Jotnar, mm-hmm. large beings not unlike giants who inhabit the realms of ice and fire unite. So on one side you have Loki, the trickster, and his monstrous offspring Fenrir. The bound wolf, uh, Jormungandr, and the world serpent, and Hel, the queen of the dead, to do battle with and slay the gods. All the major figure, um, all the major figures of the Norse pantheon are forbid, are foretold, excuse me, to perish in the ensuing chaos. Odin, the mad god, shall be swallowed by Fenrir, and Thor, the storm god, the storm lord who wields a mighty war hammer, shall fall to Jormungandr. Uh, tear or is it tire? Tear. Drop tear. Tier, okay. Because the Y gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one-handed god of single combat shall be torn to shreds by Garm. Garm, yeah, Garm, Hell's hound. Uh, Fair, the phallic lord of um, how am I? I'm just blanking. Uh, Vertility, Vertility. Yep. Sorry. uh, Shall fall to the fire giant uh, suitier, the black and his fiery sword. Uh, and heimdall the watcher shall die at the hands of loki himself when all is said and done only the children of the gods shall remain and odin's son uh, verdar or yeah in particular whose name means vengeance shall tear Fenrir's jaws apart and avenge his father after which the world shall be rejuvenated and life shall start anew and if that doesn't knock your socks off iceland is the country most associated with vikings who believe in norse mythology iceland is a country in the north atlantic ocean that aptly uh that is aptly known as the land of fire and ice it is an island born out of volcano eruptions over millions of years up to eight thousand years ago the entire island was uh, buried under ice slowly as the glaciers melted they carved the island's spectacular valleys and fords deep glacier glacial valleys that are flooded by the sea Oh, boy. Ooh, that was a lot. Uh, and he says, Skull, uh, Lord Adam of House Parker. Skull or skull actually means bowl, which is used to serve beer, which is uh, one dr- uh, which one would drink and pass it to the guy next to him saying Skull, which associates uh, with enjoy this beer. So it stood in place for the word cheers. Holy that was a lot of hard smokes. things to read. <laughs> and I'm sure that uh, anybody... From you know that region is probably laughing, insulted, insulted, and I deeply apologize.
1: <laughs> Can I tell you? We never had. I didn't. I like ancient mytholo- Greek mythology, um, Norse mm-hmm. mythology. You know, those were not courses offered at uh, Sir Matt and Ice High School. I'll just go ahead and tell no. you guys that. right now. <laughs> well, I, I mean, because they are offered
0: where I teach, and well, I've often, Greek mythology was. Yeah, it probably was, but Greek you know. mythology, Greek mythology was, but uh, to go on record here, uh, and we won't use names, uh-huh. but uh, that teacher, we, that teacher that taught that was is kind of known in this area as a drunk. Yes. Yep. Yeah, she yep. had several DUIs while we uh, yep. Yep. while we uh, went to school there, yeah. and uh, we were concerned. Yeah, I think she's probably retired now. But right. uh, yeah, so even had we take so a lot of people just stayed away from her her classes, and she was the only one that taught it. So uh, I still don't think
1: even if I would have taken the it the education system
0: to... failed us. That's why we are not more brushed <laughs> up on mythology. Actually, I think you did learn. I think you learned all of it in that class because I think it was just called classical mythology.
1: Yeah, mhm. But, you yeah, know, older uh, units and stuff. No, we, I mean,
0: we we I don't want to say her name, but that that's, that'd be rude.
1: Yeah, we legit have a uh, classical mythology and then a world mythology and uh, the guy that I co-teach with spends a lot of time on like the tree of life and everything, mm-hmm. and the whole the whole bit, all the different stories, and uh, does a really good job. I'm, off, I'm oftentimes I'm in there just listening to the names mm-hmm. and I'm talking about these different characters. All of these I've heard him say before uh, and pronounce correctly, and I've just been kind of blown away, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's a guy who gets like super pissed at like the, the Thor the Marvel Thor movies and stuff, right. and I'm like, come on. It's based on a comic book, you know. But right,
0: I mean, I've I, you know, I, I've definitely played some video games at some point that are like based around you know like mythology and stuff like that, like the God of War series, and uh, oh god, I can't think of that name, but it was really bad. And uh, but anyway, yeah. it was based around like the Norse mythology, and like a lot of these names, like the name Freya, is a name I've seen used in like things, um, and you know, like certain a lot a lot of things draw from, will draw inspiration from these things, but I've never specifically dived into. Norse, you know, Norse mythology specifically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's neat, because it, you can tell that Gur has, right? Oh, absolutely. Just by reading this, I think that's the whole point, is that mm-hmm. he's, he's clearly drawn, um, you know, he, he himself, seems like, uh, from his storytelling, must have liked this type of mythology. Right. You know, uh, so there's that. And a lot of the great stories, you know, uh, do pull from, they, they pull different elements from these um, mythologies and kind of create, well, right, yeah. Star Wars did that, you know, Um for sure, you know George Lucas. What, what, are some, what are some
0: Star Wars comparisons, just so that maybe that that way I, I would I would I might know them.
1: You mean from like like mythology and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, it's more like just the hero arc. Oh, gotcha. Like that, that the archetype, right? So just sort of that inspiration, um, drawing from like the like the Force itself, right? Gotcha. This power. Mm-hmm. He didn't mention uh, in here the like like the life power right. that 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 uh, Odin and Thor and those guys sort of like working and believe, mm-hmm. um, you know. Connected the universe. Well, I mean, but Luke
0: gets his hand cut off. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, and right. he is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed prince, charming kind of a guy.
1: Right, you're right. So, so there's, <laughs> so there yeah, is, there's that. Okay. No, I was just saying that those different stories gotcha. draw from right those mythologies. Not that Game of right. Thrones draws from Star Wars, but um, no, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that. I, I gotcha. meant,
0: I, I meant, what were some things that Star Wars? Oh, gotcha, from? gotcha, okay. yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Well, so. yeah, I mean, I mean, so many stories today. Um, draw from you know any I mean mythology or other like or like classical you know classic like you like Shakespearean stuff I mean stuff Mm -hmm. like that I mean how many how many how many stories today do we look at and say well this is Romeo and Juliet Mm -hmm. just told you know in a a different way
1: yeah 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 and he mentioned earlier Beowulf which is the only one that I'm really kind of somewhat uh, familiar with there and uh, you know yeah there's a lot of different uh, elements and Mm -hmm. plot devices and things from that story that seem like you know you could find bits and pieces of that in you know a song of ice and fire you know the crazy thing is with the song of ice and fire though it's so vast and so right. big and he's done such a he's he's woven so many th- these different things together that it is really unique i think yeah uh and i kind of a blend of all these different things that he likes mm-hmm. and when i when i hear him talk about his writing style and how it just evolves mm-hmm. and i'm sort of like he has an end game but like if it evolves this
0: way in his mind, then there he goes. Like right. he just
1: kind of, you know, keeps moves right. forward with it. Right. So, well, you know,
0: like um, I've watched a lot of. I don't like watching bloopers of Game of Thrones because I just have a hard time with it because I associate those characters so specifically. Yeah, yeah, with Those yeah. things I just don't, I don't like watching bloopers because I got you. But I I don't mind watching um, some of the production things where you're where they're looking at like you know the makeup artists or stuff like that. And one thing that I think the show does very well is the show. When you look at, like, their armor and things like that, it never really seems – like, it's it's clearly all, like, custom-made and stuff like that. And it never really feels like, oh, this is clearly just, like, Victorian, you know, plate armor or, like, Crusade. You know, you oh, know sure. it all looks – I mean, even if you look at, um, like, the fight b- between um, the Mountain and uh, the Viper, right? Like, Oberon Martell in the show, obviously um, – is using this the way he's using his spear? Is he, mm-hmm. it's like they base it off of wushu, which is this like Chinese or you know, yeah, Asia. I think it's Chinese, um, like spear-based combat, right? But it, even in the show, it just it looks natural, even yeah. though even though it w- is would be taking place more in kind of like a medieval setting, you've you drawn something from this Eastern culture, put it in this culture, and so I've just always thought that that's something that the show does really well, is that you can clearly see the inspiration, sometimes in their armor and stuff like that, but it, it's not it, it, it fits its own world.
1: Yeah, for sure, yeah, it doesn't look, it doesn't look look like something what they, you're saying is that we've seen in right. our, you know, on the History Channel or something right, like right, that, right. that we're trying to replicate something that, look. I mean, it's yeah, the, it does have like the same, t- like there's you were going over the different types of armor. Remember when we first well, that that uh, YouTuber who was talking right, yeah. about, you know the armor um, with you. It was just so there's that, but it also still looks like it's unique. It, yeah, it looks own. unique. It looks like
0: it's its own thing, Yeah. Right. Which I which I I really like. Yeah, for sure. So,
1: oh boy. Okay. Um, anything else there on on Norse? Uh, nope, nope yeah. that is it. Okay. Well, Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, you know, thanks, Lord Adam Park. We we appreciate it. We're sorry. I mean, uh, he always
0: sends he always sends us just these amazing. Yeah. Well, put together ones. Well, uh, sir sir, I do have a a quick Raven here. I think. think OK, sure. We have time for one more quick one here. Uh, I just got this. uh, It was a um, Instagram message. Cool. From T underscore bands underscore 32. Hey, guys, I just found your podcast right after I started reading through a Game of Thrones. I've gotten through about 10 episodes and it's been great. But I wanted to see what you guys thought about something I've noticed. I think it's cool how Gurr is able to make inanimate objects characters of their own. Specifically, Jamie's missing hand. You can see how it it reflects Jamie's true thoughts when he has to put on a fake face, right? Like it's just how how like you see this a lot in the show. How Jamie, you know, he he's missing his hand, but he's still, you know, he's he's trying to seem like everything's hmm. okay. Gotcha. And I think I think a, uh, a chapter where I kind of noticed that is, um, where Jamie is when Jamie goes back to King's Landing and he's talking to all the knights in yeah. uh, the, of the King's Kingsguard. And he's kind of having meet, his meeting with them, and he's you can just tell he's like really upset, and he's like you know this this place has, you know gotten away. Um, and then he does he you know he gets that 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 hand kind of remade for him, and yeah. Yeah, it does totally alter his his character, and it is almost like he is kind of two characters because he's missing his hand. Right. Like, it drastically alters his character.
1: Well, okay, yeah. I mean, another character kind of like that is Arya with Needle, yep. you know. Um, Needle is something that she identifies with. It actually mm-hmm. becomes like a part of her because when she's in uh, the House of White and Black, like uh, Black and White, she's always... Um, thinking back to Needle, right? Mm-hmm. And so one thing she didn't throw away, right? She didn't, I mean, she, yeah. ca- she, she saved that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Um, she hides it, yeah. And that's something that she kind of draws strength from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, receiving that and then her training with it and different things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of other of other objects, you know, different things in the story that would be uh, become well, characters. I well, guess.
0: if you, I would almost argue, uh, certainly in the history um, I mean, a lot of the weapons. I mean, Blackfire has its own oh, story, yeah. and Blackfire, and then the crowns, Again. right? Like the different, the right, like Aegon's crown as opposed to to Aenys, Aenys mm-hmm. crown, yep. right? Where he makes, it's that different one, or the, his mother's stuff like right, that, right? Right. So yeah, so there are definitely a lot of these inanimate objects which do kind of tell their own story. Ice tells a story, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and then it mm-hmm. gets broken down into Oathkeeper, which tells its own story. So I'll, certainly, a lot of weapons kind of have their own story. Well, and, and yeah, impact as and you said, it, like because that, yeah. And I get uh, you know that Raven was sort of talking
1: about it, it, like it's both are true, okay? Right, but, yeah. Like, it's um, the idea that something the way he uses it, um, <laughs> yeah, in his writing style, mm-hmm. like it actually speaks for the character in yeah. a sense sometimes, just in it be in it doing its own thing, and it has like mm-hmm. dual meaning and things like that. Uh, but back to your point about Things that speak back through time and history are the horns. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The horn of Joramon and like, mm-hmm. like that type of, you know, uh, its history and what it means and, and things and it, it, the power that it has and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Um, huh. Yeah, I'd like to hear from that person some some more objects, you know, some other yeah. uh, objects that kind the of.
0: The dagger definitely kind of tells. Yeah. Kind of, you know, there's definitely like this like focus point about it when it comes, you know back and forth and, and and stuff like that and will it play a big part later right um i mean there's there's obviously a lot of a lot of inanimate objects are obviously kind of symbols for other things so i'm just trying to think of objects specifically yeah cuz it's almost like he's going beyond
1: symbols. is uh it's well i mean it is, it uh, is it's yeah. it's a mix of both but like just the way in which he the example he mentioned about the hand um you know kind of well, it is. I guess it is. It's symbolizing right. what what uh,
0: you know, what he was.
1: Yeah, and also what he's what going he is, through right. too at the same mm-hmm. time. You know, I mean, it's it's heavy. He he seems heavy hearted now. Absolutely. You know, he doesn't seem as light and you know free spirited as as he once did. And and now he's wearing this heavy hand that's burdened. It's 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 holding him down. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's a replacement, it's really uh, cumbersome and not really. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. fit. So mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to fit anymore in with his sister's right.
0: way of thinking, you know? Yeah, or just how he um, how he how he used to think, who who he who he was. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think huh. I, I think everyone kind of kind of sees that with him, right? Yeah. Like when he's training, he trains with Braun in the show, uh you know, and then Ilian Ilian Payne in the Yeah. in the, in the books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. That's that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's something I hadn't really really thought about and it's it definitely seems like it's a well when we do this close reading each week you know like like we come across like something that uh the way in which ger writes mm-hmm. you know and like it's just like the line um you know edar was in this past week was thinking about how um how strange it was that renley was into these that he was into these different types of um you know cloaks and armor pieces and things like that and he thought the whole thing was just a bit queer Right. You know, and it's just like the devices that he uses to kind of foreshadow or hint or, you know, have dual meaning or to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of lead you down a certain path uh, is very interesting. Yeah. So. OK. Um, anything else for this week?
0: Nope. That's it.
1: OK. Well, yeah, maybe um,
0: uh, maybe about a short maybe that might be a short a shorter episode this week, guys. But we're just kind of crunch for time uh, this week, which is all my fault. 100% So
1: I blame Matt for the entire episode You should uh, episode. It's, it's all my Just fault Just so everyone knows Yeah, we started yeah. off
0: somber And, you know, then I had to Then I butchered a lot of pronunciations <laughs> So, yeah That's uh, okay. okay That's alright
1: Lord Adam Park can give us crap about it in the group you He know? will, yeah So, uh, that's alright Well, uh, guys, if you have uh, Ravens We did save uh, several this week So we, we are kind of, like, actually um, Backlogging a couple So mm-hmm. uh, some of you sent some in We had to record early mm-hmm. um, So we're going to wait uh, to to address those until next week once uh, sir matt is all settled in mm-hmm. and we'll dive back into um, a song of ice and fire we'll Absolutely. get right into the text you know uh really really i saw some of the ravens i I, i've already read them and they're they're good Mm -hmm. Uh, some good theories we had a couple new people who have seen in ravens so that's exciting always great yeah uh so if you're new i'm sorry if this is your first episode oh gosh i am i apologize we We probably should have said that at the beginning but yeah yeah, it is what it is um but anyways hang in there go back and listen to some other uh, uh episodes and things uh you know, it's 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 no fault of uh, Lord Adam Parker. It's just it's just all, your all host fall, here. All, yeah,
0: all, all fault of Sir Matt. The butt. The, but, the but, <laughs> No, the but no,
1: Matt. no. Me too. Uh, but anywho, yeah. Send us those ravens at BTKcast at gmail.com and uh, we read those every Friday and 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 go over them. Make sure the pronunciations are easy mm-hmm. uh, for us. Yeah, and, we need the fanatics. Uh, yeah, we do. We yeah. do. So we'll go from there. But uh, all right, I think that's it uh, this week. Uh, we'll see you guys on uh, you know on uh, on Monday for our we'll continue our reread.
0: Absolutely. And uh, in the words of House Stark, winter is coming.